This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Hey there, you are listening to the Dream Big and Kick-Ass podcast. I'm Mandy, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. If you want encouragement, inspiration, support, empowerment, then join me as we talk about finding and following your purpose, overcoming adversity, and living out our dreams. If you believe life's too short to be caught up in insecurities, fear, and feeling defeated, then let's hang out in the Dream Big and Kick-Ass podcast. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be here today. This is the 50th episode of the Dream Big and Kick-Ass podcast. I am super excited about that. And more importantly, I'm super excited about my guests. Notice I said guests. I, I have not only one guest, but I have three guests with me today one of which has been a guest for me before early on in the early days of the Dream Big and Kick-Ass podcast. But anyway, so I'm excited to have my three cool friends and their teachers, and they are amazing women. And I want to introduce them to you and want them to tell a little bit more about themselves. So they are Michelle, Kate, and Melissa. So Michelle, tell us a little bit more about you. Well, I am an English language development teacher. I've been teaching for, I want to say 13 years. I don't know. At this point, it all runs together. <laughs> and I love to craft, do the crafty things, cosplay, be goofy and silly, as you very well know, yes. and binge watch all the things. All the things. All the things. The Loki show, the last one, is supposed to come on today, so I'm going to start binge-watching that pretty soon. Yeah, we've been watching Loki. <laughs> awesome. Kate, tell us more about you. I'm a teacher of six years and also a photographer of just over two years. Um, I'm creative at heart, so anything artsy or projects or something to keep me busy is what I love to do. I'm also a mom to an almost four-year-old, so that also keeps me really busy. Awesome. Okay. All right, Melissa, tell a little bit more about you. Well, this, I think, is going to also be either my 12th or 13th year teaching, and I can't quite remember. I've taught, I don't know. A little bit of a lot of things, but pre-K through community college, like English comp, what do I like to do? Well, I like traveling. I really enjoy traveling. I am hopeful that I will be able to, I don't know, reach most of the countries before I die. Like that's like a big goal. <laughs> and I like all of the entertainment type things. So I love ballet and concerts and musicals and plays. So I kind of am the opposite of a creator. I like take in everybody else's creativity. That's so. awesome. Yes. Every, well, we need that. We need the audience, right? <laughs> cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you guys experienced this last year. 
teaching during the old pandemic. So I know it was rough. I know it was crazy. But I would just like to hear a little bit of your perspective, how it was for you guys. So take it away. Go ahead, Michelle. Well, teaching during the pandemic was beyond frustrating. The word unprecedented is a four-letter word to me now. Yeah, because you hear that a lot. Yeah, every time I would turn around, oh, thank you for your hard work in such an unprecedented time. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, but we have to learn this other platform so we can provide XYZ to our students. I know this is going to be a lot of work, but it's an unprecedented time. Unprecedented time. Unprecedented time. No! Like that's supposed to nullify the the fact that you're (laughs) overworked. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I could retire. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously. So yeah, it was rough. I guess one good thing I could take away would be that now I'm more familiar with all the technology things. And, And I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but it was just super duper challenging. Yeah. Last year, I would say the most challenging part was trying to teach remotely. And even though the district provided the hardware, like in our case, it was iPads for every student, you know, lots of our kids didn't have Internet or they had really slow Internet or some of them had to walk all the way to their neighborhood McDonald's and sit in the parking lot to do some of their work. And the kids that did have Internet, they weren't really motivated to participate in their learning. So it was just a big struggle. Everyone was on the struggle bus last year. (laughs) Right, exactly. I know I think people automatically assume these days that just everybody has Wi-Fi, everybody has internet, but that is not the case at all. Like there are so many people that don't have it and either can't afford it or just don't have it, you know, or maybe they're in remote locations and they can't, get it very well. So here in the city, we don't really think about that too much. But I think remote areas, the more rural areas have a harder time with getting internet access. So yeah, so definitely a challenge. Yeah. What about you, Kate? So for me, learning and growing through a lot of these challenges was really frustrating, kind of crazy. It was kind of like a big obstacle course. But in the end, I honestly, I just tried to stay positive And that seemed to be the most helpful thing. My favorite phrase of the year that I've now permanently adopted is in theory, because you never really know what's going to happen. So in theory, yeah, it's my favorite phrase. (laughs) Just in theory. Okay. Yes. Melissa? Well, for me, I just, there were some things that were challenging, but it was kind of okay. Because you're in a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So mine was a little bit different situation where I was already teaching like predominantly online and it just went to full online. So I would say that the most challenging thing really was just keeping kids motivated to, you know, get on and do their online work and then getting to know students and families. And I think that that was part of that motivation factor is just like it was harder to know them. There is just something to be said with like a physical presence. Yes, and um, so so that was that was challenging. But I will have to say that I really love not having to put on like dress pants 
and <laughs> getting Amen, to like sister. go to the bathroom whenever I wanted. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so that was uh, definitely a win for the pandemic. And I That's got better great. at like screen sharing and knowing how to do all those types of things too. Yeah. 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 You get thrown into all the tech stuff that you didn't, if you didn't have to use it before, you know, you might've tampered with it a bit, but not really like jumped all in until you just have to, until you're forced to. Yeah. Right. The whole going to the bathroom thing. Every teacher understands that, that scenario and that joke that like, cause teachers never get to go to the bathroom. They have to hold it all day long. Or if they can beg a, you know, teacher near them, please watch my class so I can go pee. Oh my God. So it's a, you know, it's a, a universal pee joke. I'm sure every teacher can understand. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when you and Kate were my neighbors and we yes. would always take turns. Hey, will you watch my class? I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, now I got to go. Okay, now I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so these are the ladies that have, in the last six months, worked with me in a mastermind group. So I created this mastermind group and we I facilitated it and I participated in it and then I we all learned so much in the last six months. So I want to talk a little bit about that mastermind because I am going to be offering it again later, probably August, September, October, somewhere around there. But anyway, so you participated in our mastermind in the past six months. So what were the biggest benefits for you and what did you achieve by being a part of this mastermind? I would say the biggest benefits from participating in the mastermind were having a space to have my voice heard and receiving constructive feedback and solutions that I wouldn't have otherwise thought of myself. Yeah. I feel like this mastermind helped me become a better leader for um, my team at, at work at school. Yeah. And I also thought it was really neat hearing the creativity and the other, what everyone else's spotlight was for that week. Um, right. And I just like the idea of everybody pitching in together to help one another come up with solutions for their spotlight. Exactly. So yeah, it's a small group. So everybody gets a chance to tell what they're, you know, whatever problem they're addressing or whatever goal they're trying to achieve or whatever. And then we all give input and it's very structured and we get it done, right? We don't like, you know, it's not wasted time. So, so Kate, what was your experience in that? What was the biggest benefit for you? I really loved getting a new perspective on a lot of problems that I was having and also just being able to feel heard and like I was able to provide solutions for other people. And also I learned to kind of space things out, let go of what I didn't need and to delegate. That's one of the biggest problems I have because I like to do everything myself, but just kind of learning to do those things. So that was really helpful. Yes. So space things out. So try not to put too many things on your plate at one time. Right. And mm -hmm. then, um, yep. and then learn to let certain things go. Like, is this, what was the thing that we had talked about one time when I was like, do I want to die on this hill? Is this the hill I want to die on? Right. <laughs> if it's not, right. then move right. on. Yeah. Do something else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Melissa, what did you, what was the biggest benefit for you? Well, I would say a lot of what um, Kate and Michelle had said already, it's just, being able to get feedback and ideas that I could, that I wouldn't have thought of on my own and that I could immediately implement. 
And then I also feel like I was able to get like my wheels turning um, just through even helping others. And yeah. then it kind of helped myself in, in another way. And that's like, sounds like really selfish, but. But I, I agree it, with that. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I also like hearing others um, issues or spotlights for the, you know, the month. Um, I know that like, those aren't necessarily like the same type of issues that I am facing at the moment, but that I have some like solutions on hand already for if I do face that. So I yeah. think that was kind of neat too. Yeah, I agree with you on the whole, when I would do some research for somebody else to try to help somebody else's issue or, or help give them some more input or whatever, that helped me gain some, a lot just, just by doing the research, just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I, okay, this is something, maybe I could even use this. Maybe I could implement this some way. So yeah, doing that research or doing the whole reflective thing, trying to think, well, how could I help this person with their, with their problem, even though it's not something that I am you know, currently going through or currently have, ex or have experienced or whatever, there's still something I could probably offer. So, yeah. So how is, how is being a part of this mastermind different than one of the bazillions of teacher meetings that we always end up having to attend every year? Like, let's just talk about those bazillion teacher meetings for just a second though. Can we just pop some of those out? IEP meetings and behavioral intervention meetings and data meetings. Go ahead. Tell me some more. Uh, in service, professional development, your specific subject, whatever it may be, that meeting, vertical meetings, all the meetings. All the meetings. Parent teacher yeah. meetings. Yeah. What loads else? Loads of meetings. <laughs> Just loads, loads and loads of meetings. How many of them we do we feel like we actually get something out of or are able to provide something that's worthwhile. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of wasted time, to be honest. And it's a lot fr and it's frustrating because they're like, they want you to do all these things, but yet let's have another meeting about this. Let's have another meeting about a meeting, right? But that's not what the mastermind is about. The mastermind is not a meeting like that. A mastermind is a session where we can get together and really get some solutions to some issues or get some, some help with achieving some goals. So, Okay. So anyway, I just want to ask you, like, how is it different from the professional development sessions or other millions of teacher meetings that you have to attend? Well, like we mentioned earlier, the mastermind is the one that we had was limited to a small group of people who all made a commitment to be present and productively participate in the sessions as opposed to said hours of fruitless staff meetings in PD that you're probably uninterested in, where they cram multiple strategies and information down your throat and expect you to implement that training the next day you see your students. Yeah. And the thing that always got me was that there wasn't any follow-up or accountability, whereas with the mastermind, whenever it's our next time to meet... You know, we always you know, ask about, you know, how did it go with your issue? What were some wins or what steps did you take? What worked? What did it work? And I would say that's really helped out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I would say it was actually enjoyable and productive. 
There were lots of goals and solutions that are customized to ourselves, not just as a group as a whole. Yeah. You know, something that could have been covered in an email type of meeting. And I love the follow-up, not just at the next meeting, but in between everything. There's a lot of accountability from everybody. And so I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, the in-between sessions. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We keep in touch and we check in and things like that. So yeah. Melissa, yeah, what about I th- you? Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. And I don't really think that, I don't know, it, it was completely different to me than teacher meetings. Yes. Um, so it's kind of like two totally different things. I mean, yeah. yeah, we were all teachers, but it wasn't about that. It was just us coming together and problem solving. And I think, you know, a big part of that is that we all signed up for this, right? It was a choice, not a district or school requirement to do. So right. that definitely made it feel better. <laughs> and, and, yes. and it was, you know, more helpful for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Well, let's talk a little bit about what brings you joy. Tell us what brings you guys joy. Well, if you're a teacher, you know, <laughs> it's doing whatever I want, whenever I want. Uh, yes. when, the, when the school year is over, I'm not trying to meet Bye. any deadlines. I'm not trying to wait 10 more minutes to till passing period to go run to the bathroom. Yeah. So I really like that downtime that I get in the summer. And lately it's been doing this podcast, Supernatural Speakeasy on Spotify. If you're interested in listening, all things Supernatural. And you can see us on Instagram too, SPN underscore Speakeasy. Um, But it's been a lot of fun. Supernatural, the show, right? plug. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. that's, That's what brings me joy. Love it. Caitlin, what brings you joy? For me, it's creating pretty much anything. Photography, obviously, I have a business doing that. I do really enjoy my quiet time and naps. Um, also eating. Naps. And, naps are always good. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Um, I do love traveling and road <laughs> trips and anything like cool finds. Sometimes I get some really cool freebie items and you never know what I can do with that. So, yeah. Thrifting. Antiquing. Sweet. Yeah. Melissa, what brings you joy? Well, I thought a lot about this since you've been asking it. Since I asked so many annoying questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Just like questions that like I haven't really thought about. Like I haven't thought about the difference between joy and joy like love (laughs) when it comes to things that I do. So I really, really thought about it. And my normal go-to is like reading and sleeping because I really do enjoy both of those things. Yes, um, of course. But I think it really does have to come down to travel. I think that is like a joy for me. And the reason I say that that is something that brings me joy is because it's not just for me like doing something that, you know, like I have some downtime, so I'm going to go do for me, it's it's an opportunity to see myself differently, to see the world differently, mm-hmm. to see that space differently. Yeah. And so it really inspires me and re-inspires me and gets me thinking about life in a different way. And then that then carries over into like my interactions with other people, even yeah. students. And so, so yeah, I, I do have to say it has to be travel. Yeah. I think it lights you up, doesn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. does. You get I excited. It. I can tell when you talk about it. So where's the next place you're going to go? <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> I really, really want to make it to the Northeast. I've never been to Maine. And that is yeah. like, and I know it's like a super far road trip from here. So I don't know, maybe in the fall sometime I might try. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to yeah. drive or are you going to fly? Oh, no, I would drive it. I like, yeah, yeah I, I like road tripping in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go. Who do, you, who do you usually go with? Or do, are you like a lone traveler? No, I'm not a lone traveler. When it's <laughs> within the U.S., mostly I would say my sister. My sister and I yeah. usually go. That's yeah. cool. Good family yeah. stuff. Good good memories that way. <laughs> yeah, that's it's awesome. Fun. <laughs> so, okay, what is something that you guys have accomplished over the last six months that you are very proud of? Well, for me, I didn't really have a deep. It doesn't have to, to be deep. It's first. okay. Because <laughs> initially, I would say just surviving the pandemic year of teaching. But that's also, not nothing. The other thing I was thinking about was trying new things like the mastermind. And yeah. I'm like doing a podcast with one of my friends. Right. And look at me, I'm on a second podcast. Second oh my podcast. God. What? I'm on a row. I'm going to have 50 <laughs> podcasts before the year's over. Because <laughs> I'm usually very like, no, no, I don't want to do it. No, no, no. But I think the whole pandemic thing kind of forced everybody to, to try something different, try new things, try, you know, even if they didn't want to at first. And I think it has opened all of our eyes to, you know, different opportunities or just different things about ourselves. Like you guys have talked about, like, I didn't know I would, I didn't know a year ago, if you would have asked me, I didn't know I was going to have a podcast. I had toyed with the idea and you guys know, cause I think I've talked, at least with Melissa, we had talked about we had actually met a couple of times and just chatted about some things, recorded some things, but we never did anything with it. We should probably do that again. We should revisit that. But anyway, yeah, I, um, but then all of a sudden I was like, well, let's just give it a shot. So in one day I had put it out there, you know, asked people to be a, a guest. And then I had six people scheduled by that afternoon. So, I mean, you know, and here we are almost a year later and we're recording the 50th podcast episode. So, Exciting. It's so fun, you know, to see all the different things that have come out of, you know, you could, you could look at all the gloom and doom about it. And yes, it was a horrible thing. And yes, there's, you know, I know there's still people dying and things like that from COVID. And I know I'm not making light of anything, but you can also look at the, the silver lining and look at all the opportunities that are there for you to, for the taking to just jump in and try something different and start saying yes instead of no, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Start saying yes. <laughs> yes, girl. Kate, what's something that you accomplished over the last six months that you're proud of? I don't really have anything specifically, but I would say just kind of honing in on things that are more helpful to me and figuring those out and just trying to like maybe create systems and organizing my life a little bit better things work for me. So I'm starting to really lean into that currently, but being able to take things off of my plate and delegate the other items has given me the ability and the time to start doing this. So that has been the best part so far. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. 
Melissa, what are you proud of? Well, over the last six months, I guess, um, you know, making it through it, obviously, just yeah. like everybody, I feel like. <laughs> but, you know, I think in terms of like the mastermind group, just being able to rethink things, kind of like what Kate had said, too, just rethinking some things about myself and about problem solving and solving some of those issues that were pressing throughout the year, um, I think is something that I'm happy I was able to do. And, and you know, that was this, that a big part of that was this group. So yeah, awesome. I'm so excited to hear that. That just, I first of all, let me just say, and I'm gonna say to everybody out there that's listening, like these ladies are so awesome. And they have, they have constantly, like, helped me along the way with just different things that I've created, and I've been doing and in my business and stuff. And I'd be like, Hey, check this out. Hey, will you check this? Hey, will you? Uh, give me some feedback on this and give me feedback on that or whatever. And then, Hey, I'm going to start this mastermind group. You want to do it with me? <laughs> you know? So they have been, yeah, sure. they've been the yes people and helped me out over with so many different things. And I'm super, super appreciative to you guys for that. And I'm glad to hear that the, the mastermind has been beneficial for you. And I'm really hoping that we can get another one going. Another, actually, I would like to facilitate multiple ones for different people, not just teachers, but maybe teachers and their side gigs or teachers in leadership or people with side gigs that are not teachers, whatever. But I would love to hear yeah, any feedback that any of you listeners have about that as well. So I want to thank Michelle, Melissa and Kate for being here with me today. You guys are so awesome. And listeners, if what these ladies have shared about their experience with the mastermind group speaks to you, and you're interested in being a part of a mastermind group that I facilitate, then I would love, love, love to hear from you. I have a quick four question interest form that you can fill out at madysawyer.com slash mastermind interests. Um, it's just a really quick way for me to uh, get in contact with you. And so we can get something going probably August, September, October, hopefully like that for another mastermind group or multiple mastermind groups. I would really love to facilitate multiple ones. So all right, that's a wrap for the 50th episode, you guys. Will there be 50 more? Who can say? I guess you'll just have to keep listening. And don't forget to dream big and kick ass.